Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome to this, our first episode of Whiskey and Mash of Mash Season 6. I am Chris Pullen. And I am Gloria Ackerman. And this week we'll be talking about Season 6, Episode 1, Fade Out, Fade In, and Season 6, Episode 2, Fallen Idol. Fade Out, Fade In. Which, uh, just real quick, worth noting, that is basically double length. Oh, yeah. So this might be a longer podcast. Right. Um, it's basically the fade out of Frank Burns mm-hmm. and the fade in of uh, Major Charles Emerson Winchester. The third. The third. <laughs> so it's it's that's what the the whole plot is kind of about. It's, there's a lot of other things in between, but it's the fading out of one. And we talked about last episode how Frank Burns does not return this season. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you didn't listen last week. This is the beginning of No Frank Burns, but we got to start with Charles Emerson when Chester the Thud. Mm-hmm. Okay, lots of stuff to talk about in this episode because yeah. it is a double, a double time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> a double time, ladies double, and gentlemen. <laughs> double time. <laughs> um, we begin with Radar is just sitting there waiting for Major Burns, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how he handles this later on. Because he said that he actually marked Frank Burns as being there mm-hmm. because he knew he was coming in. He's always on time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if Raider ends up getting in trouble for that. Although he tells his deal he did it. Mm-hmm. So maybe not? I'm guessing not. I'm guessing Potter probably just, you know, helped him fill out a... Whoops, I'm not really here for him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. You know, a supplementary... Uh, daily roster form whatever and sends that to icor and gets it all straightened out yeah because as he was saying that i'm like how he's gonna get in a lot of trouble Mm -hmm. because you're not supposed to fill out forms saying someone's there when they're not yeah and he never does come back so no No, he doesn't um i did like when while they were waiting colonel potter came on the heliport you know, the helicopter... Helipad. Helipad. <laughs> waiting. Everything but the right word. Um, <laughs> so close. Because he's just staring up into the sky, and he's like, everything okay? And he's yeah. like... So he explained that he's waiting for Frank Burns, and so he hands him a cigar. Uh, Radar says he's never really had one before, which yeah. we know he has. Yep. He gets caught smoking a cigar in... If not the pilot episode, one of the first few where I can't remember the name of the general, but he comes to the four double seventh, catches radar in Colonel Blake's office with his feet up on Colonel Blake's desk, drinking Colonel Blake's whiskey and smoking Colonel Blake's cigar. And during cards, I think a couple times you see Mm. them with cigars in their mouth. Maybe this is a type of cigar that was new, like because you had to chew the end off. Well, well, no, I. I think that's just the difference between using a cutter and using your teeth. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, because we see Klinger bite off the end of a cigar, too. Um, I'm willing to bet this is just another retcon in the series, because 
you know, Radar apparently doesn't drink anymore, as we find out in the next episode. He's apparently still a virgin, despite obviously not being <laughs> like the Army-Navy game, where he, you know, uses the line, Lieutenant, I've gazed at you from afar for a long time, and with this bomb here, and not knowing... So they... Yeah. 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 So I think this is just retconning Radar to be more of a naive Iowa farm boy again. Right. So, mm. yeah, this whole season, I think that's who he is. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. We, uh, so yeah, you know, we're, that's the A plot, is just Frank not coming back. And we keep seeing that over and over. Um, I, I love it when we see some of what's going on with Frank. We never yeah. see Frank. He <laughs> you doesn't never see him. But a Sergeant Williams calls the 4077th from Seoul and starts explaining about the first time or the He's first always incident. Changing a chasing a blonde woman. <laughs> yeah. He uh, accosted a blonde whack and begged to wash her hair, paint her toenails, Kept calling her Margaret. Is that his wife, Colonel? <laughs> no, just a well-built ship that crossed his wake. If you get him, put him into a padded cell. So they get him a couple times, because they mm -hmm. catch him doing things a couple times, but they never actually catch him until the end. Did you get him? Well, no, mm -hmm. Colonel. You see, he made the woman scream, and so the bus stopped. And, uh... He jumped out the window. window. <laughs> <laughs> so he's always getting away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you and know. And it's very Frank-esque, though. Like, yeah. In fact, um, Hawkeye and BJ were joking. What mm -hmm. if he went and found Margaret and Colonel Penobscot? In, in Tokyo. In, in Tokyo. Yeah. He and he wasn't far off from doing that. No, not really. He was find, finding um, not real Margaret and Donald's. <laughs> But other, yeah, like um, he saw a blonde and an officer going into a bathhouse oh. and followed them in. They got into the bath together, and then he jumped in, grabbed the woman, started crying, and saying, Margaret, I miss you, or something like that. Then he realized it wasn't, it wasn't her. <laughs> but this is how he gets out, so he actually be he becomes very lucky. General and Mrs. Kester <laughs> yeah. were not pleased. <laughs> brigadier General Kester and his wife. What's the difference between a general and a brigadier general? Brigadier general, think of it as a lieutenant. Uh -huh. uh, oh. A major general, think of like a captain. Lieutenant general, think of like a major. Okay. So and then general, think of, of like general, a... Just yeah, like, okay. like a lieutenant... Or uh, then a general think of like a lieutenant colonel, and that's the number of stars. It's really weird. With generals, the ranks go backwards. If it sounds higher, it's actually lower. lower. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he got in the bathtub with with the general and his wife, <laughs> mm -hmm. who was apparently a blonde. Yeah. And he and from behind they had the same build of as Donald and Margaret. Mm-hmm. Which is why he crawled in with them. Um, they they finally catch him. 
the MPs finally catch him, and they, the the army ends up putting him into, putting him in for psych, psychiatric evaluation. Um, but then what happens to him? He gets to go back to Indiana. Gets put in charge of uh, a VA hospital. Yeah. And what else? The VA hospitals all in he gets promoted. Oh yeah, and he gets promoted to lieutenant, uh, yeah. lieutenant colonel. Yeah, and and he all all the charges are dropped. Yeah. Yeah. So he calls BJ and Hawkeye to let them know, you know, about his success and to mm-hmm. say goodbye because yeah. this he'll never see them again. So mm-hmm. he's just calling to say goodbye, mm-hmm. and they had to have a fitting goodbye for Frank. <laughs> yeah. So what do you say? Well, first of all, they weren't. Well, Okay, so yeah, that's a little bit before um, he calls them. Yeah, how are we going to say goodbye to Frank? Yeah, because Colonel Potter is explaining about the Mr. and Mrs. Kester incident to Hawkeye, BJ, and Radar. And he takes out four glasses and pours them some, uh, what I'm assuming is whiskey. We've got to say something. Something sentimental. And Hawkeye comes up with... Goodbye, ferret face. <laughs> <laughs> they drink, and then they just throw all these files into the air. But then, after but we did, but we did want to say, Larry Linville, if you're listening, um, we respect dead. you. Oh yeah, I've done this before. He's or if your dead. family's listening, we respected you and thought, I know that. Why do I? Okay. I don't know, but okay. you don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay, <laughs> he's not in this in the series. But after I do this. worry about him because I think. The poor guy, it just seemed to be a, a, a sad ending for him. You never yeah. got to have a, a proper goodbye. I agree. For his character. Yeah. and I mean, it's a proper goodbye for his character because apparently he must have decided to leave. I'm guessing but, since it was between seasons. Right. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying, though. But, yeah, it it's unfortunate that he left without a goodbye episode. Right. That's... That was what I was trying to get. Yeah, because, you know, um, uh, uh, Radar comes back to do a goodbye episode in the beginning of a season, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. And Henry got his goodbye episode, Mm -hmm. and, you know... Yeah, it's sad when when characters don't get them. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, then... And even... um, Bum, bum, bum... Why can't I think of his name? A mm-hmm. Hawkeye's other cohort, Trapper. Trapper. <laughs> Even Trapper, although he didn't get to say goodbye, he had a goodbye. Like, they missed him, I think. But Well, I think that was a lot along the same lines of this. Do you think so? But because Trapper... He left with... Re- he, didn't, he didn't say goodbye officially, oh. but... But Hawkeye, like, kept missing him, kept missing him, kept missing him. And and they missed him. Like, he wanted to say goodbye, and he worked at saying goodbye. Where where they're like, yay, they kept cheering that he's leaving. Well, that's because it was Frank. I know. It was was in character for those things to happen. Neither one really got a goodbye episode because they weren't in them. I I get what you're saying, but that's the in-character difference. They're not all the right. same. One, going one they to be, liked and one they didn't yeah, like. It, and he was a bad surgeon. They're, they're not all of a sudden going to love Frank Burns because just because he's leaving. leaving. You're right. You know, I, I'm sorry, but that's, in my opinion, the truth. And, you know, to further that, when 
Frank does call and talks to Hawkeye and explains that he's the charges are getting dropped yeah, and he's as a jerky way. and he's yeah and he's <laughs> getting promoted and he's getting put in charge of a VA hospital back home in Indiana close to home. Hawkeye, you know, wishes him the best, hangs up the phone, takes <laughs> the bag phone and throws it out into the compound from Radar's office. And they Radar brings it back in and then they get more news. I'm trying to think of what it was. And BJ tried to grab it. I well, think that was when then they said it's in Indiana. And well, that's yeah. Hawkeye then explains to tra uh, to BJ at that point what happened with Frank. And yeah, BJ is not as incess incensed as Hawkeye, but he is perturbed. Yes. <laughs> and then so then it's goodbye Fairface, goodbye Frank. He's totally gone so there's the fade out part yep and has, yeah and intertwined with that we have the fade in part where charles is playing cribbage with um <laughs> colonel baldwin down, colonel baldwin yeah and he lost six hundred and seventy two dollars and eleven cents wait a minute <laughs> i nope. made a small error i made a small error Six hundred seventy-two dollars and seventeen cents. Yeah. And as Colonel Baldwin is losing to Charles, who is very arrogant and mm -hmm. very likes to point out his his triumphs and tributes, and, mm -hmm. um, he's getting Colonel Baldwin's getting a call that they need a surgeon at the four double seventh because oddly enough, one of theirs is MIA. <laughs> right. <laughs> So they were just going to send him there for 48 hours. And, um, yeah, we we see Charles being very used to operating in non-combat situations. Oh, where very he's, luxury, too. They were sitting in leather seats. Yeah. They, you know, they were playing cribbage in what I looked to me like a gentleman's club, kind of. I'm... I'm guessing that that was just a staff lounge at whatever hospital they were at Oh, really? Because it was, it was very, very rich leather. I mean, it wasn't yeah. the cheap stuff that you get, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it was definitely rear echelon. Yeah, um, it was beautiful. Yeah. You know, when, they, when I think it's Potter, or no, like the colonel's clerk, I'm guessing, calls up to the room, and Baldwin says on screen, why are you calling me? I've told you, never call me when I'm in conference. <laughs> and they were playing cribbage. Yeah. Um, but at that point, you know, he says, uh, Winchester, you're going, but don't worry. It's just the same as being here for two days. Oh, yeah, just as nice. Except for the scorpions. And the snakes. And the snakes. <laughs> and the mortars. <laughs> and you just oh. see Charles' face drop. With each one. Because Baldwin's been there and knows what it's like. Undoubtedly, yeah. Yes. And he does go back uh, up I to the four double seventh again. Was ever like oh, no. in the front? I, I'm sure not. And it's really interesting to me because you hear him say uh, that he was there to demonstrate new surgical techniques. Um, Alan Alda's father, when he is on as the the one surgeon. Uh, Major, oh, I can't. I remember the I can't remember the name. Though. Yeah, he's on twice. You know, he's also kind of a civilian consultant oh, yeah. who's given a rank because 
but it sounds like Charles was properly in the army, and the fact that he's over there is just his time being served. He wasn't supposed to be at a frontline unit because he has connections. Because yes, he knows. Um, my father knows President uh, Truman. He doesn't like him. But he knows him. <laughs> well, when he gets in touch with him, yeah. tell him to give me a call. That's yeah. what Potter said. It was... yeah. <laughs> have your dad yeah. have President Truman call me. Me and Harry will have a talk when that happens. But for now... Yeah. Get your stuff ready. But there was a doctor that was shelled, and um, he got hit near the heart. Mm. And he had said his goodbyes. In fact, he asked for um, if there was a rabbi. And, and Hawkeye said, no, but we have a, a pre Catholic priest that can... Pray right to left. Pray right to left. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was cute. Mm -hmm. And um, he, he would, this doctor was sure he was dying. Mm -hmm. And Hawkeye's like, nope, I'll, I'm pulling you out of this. I'm pulling yeah. you out of this. But I honestly don't think in, is, um, as good as Hawkeye is, he would not have been able to pull him out. No. So it was like, it was a miracle that Charles was sent here because that's mm -hmm. actually what he was teaching is what this doctor needed yeah, um, something like that at least. Yeah, he, he knew how to fix. He knew how to fix it. So yeah. he fixed this doctor, which brought up a whole new series of problems because Charles is good. Where Frank was bad, it was easy to make fun of him. It was mm -hmm. easy to... But Charles is a great surgeon, and Hawkeye's used to having that role of mm -hmm. being the best. Yeah. So... You know, upcoming, you can see a lot of things happening with this because, you know, Charles is very good. Mm-hmm. He is. Although he's slow. He knows it. Right. And yeah, so that's, I think that's a co-A-line plot in this episode. Mm -hmm. One is, you know, obviously Frank leaving. The other is Charles Coming. arriving. Um... And we see how he's trying to fit in at the 4077, but... I don't think he's trying. <laughs> well, he's... He is just being there. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's trying to fit in because he wants other people to fit into his life, not him fit into theirs. I suppose. He is, however, uh, at least trying to do his job. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, after... After he saves the captain, there's another batch of wounded that come in from the 8063rd because they're being deluged and they just can't handle it. And uh, Charles is taking forever to scrub up and he's taking forever to resect a bowel. And uh, he said, he kept saying over and over, I do one thing at a time and I do it well. I do I one thing on. at, because they yelled at him yeah. when he was scrubbing up. They were like, he was, no, you need to hurry up. He was going all the way up to his... Bicep, basically. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, no, Charles, you need to do it quickly. Mm. And he said, nope, I do one thing and I do it well. The bowel resection. Come on, Charles, you got to move it. You got to move mm. it. Nope, I do one thing. I do... You and can't take two hours to resect a bowel. So um, the colonel orders BJ to go and help. BJ goes over. We do this. It takes 20 minutes and it'll work. And he ordered Charles to watch BJ, which yeah. he was not happy about. No. 
um, after surgery, Charles just says, I felt like an intern in there. I, I don't know if I can adjust to this. And, and he was genuinely concerned that he's yeah. not going to make it. But then, you know, Hawkeye makes a comment. It's not that we're better than you. It's just that by sheer repetition, we've gotten fast. And Potter puts in, we know that you're a good surgeon. Of course. You, you'll, you'll be able to do it. And yeah, uh, Charles just goes, well, I suppose you're right. <laughs> <laughs> if you can do it, so can, can I. I. It just, wow. Uh, before he gets permanently assigned to the 477th, it's very interesting. Bal uh, Potter calls Baldwin, seeking another surgeon. Baldwin keeps offering him these really second-rate surgeons. Worse than Frank, it sounds like surgeons. Yeah. No, I don't want that one. Captain whoever? He's nope. chief engineer on the Red Nose Express. <laughs> oh, Captain him. Here's a hint. Mm -hmm. Sew his fingers together and make him a psychiatrist. I know that Winchester's temporary. Can you make it permanent? You owe him how much? I'll keep that in mind. So then all of a sudden, Charles finds himself assigned full, uh, assigned permanently to the 477th. And I love his line there because it really is the definition of Charles because it brings out his arrogance, his ego, his uh, wealth, his taste for money. Where, um, you know, he's saying to Colonel Potter in the O Club, why do I have to stay here? Because I owe Colonel Baldwin $672.17? And Potter just says, no, you're staying here because I need you. That's it. Comprende? Comprendo. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's very interesting that, you know, basically out of the gate we see Charles we see this character who is arrogant and aristocratic and just very high class you know thinks of himself that way sees it that way his family himself everyone is way above anyone else mm -hmm. and that comes out in his attitude um, but and that in fact um, when they found out that he was going to leave, Colonel Potter came in and said to BJ and Hawkeye, now no practical jokes. When, when they found out that, well, that was after the OR session when he was staying and, um, hi, Kaser. <laughs> the dog just came in. Um, and, yeah, he says to him, you know, he's obviously having a hard time adjusting. Do me a favor, fellas. Just go easy on him. Don't no practical no. jokes until he's settled in. So BJ said, I wish he would have told me that before I put the snake in his bed. Yeah. So Which I they, think is great. Hawkeye and BJ come walking in, and and Winchester's sitting back listening to his Mozart, just listening and just joking, I believe. Hawkeye and BJ were like, shh, shh, it's Mozart, it's uh -huh. Mozart. And um, all of a sudden, Hawkeye lays in his bed and there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. And he pulls out a snake. Yeah. And and starts it, screaming. Yeah. And Charles says, shh, Mozart. Mozart. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
But it showed that it's not going to be a Frank situation where they play jokes on him. He screams and goes and cries yeah. or tattles or no, no, when, he's going to at, yeah. at least prank you back if not get even because he has, he's able. He's able. He's he's not going to just let them push him around. No, he will be who he is mm-hmm. and more. Yeah, he's self assured. He knows his own worth. And he's confident in what he can do. Right. But, so that's, that's like I say, kind of the co-A plot in my mind is the introduction of Charles. And what's the B plot of this episode? I think there is one. You mean um, where Klinger's trying to get out? Or that's a C plot? Huh? I would say that's also another B plot. Which, since this is kind of I thought the B two plot episodes, was um, the doctor... We already discussed that. Yeah. No, I I think that's incidental. Oh, okay. Um, to me, the two B plots, because this was about an hour show, are Klinger trying to get out because we see a patient in post-op who's says he's a lawyer, a captain, a lawyer trying to help uh, him out. I can get you out of here, yeah. no problem. So Klinger's hopes are way up. Yeah. Um, but I think the other B plot is Margaret. Oh, yes. I didn't even write that down. Because, you know, what? what's the impetus for Frank leaving? It's Margaret getting married. This is only a few days after the end of Season 5. We know this because at the end of Season 5, Margaret and Donald went off on their honeymoon. And they had a week. And mm-hmm. she had two days left of this week. Because she, they kept, they mentioned a couple times. Yeah. She's got, coming back in two days. She's coming back in two days. And so she came back early. Two days early. Yeah. And, um... They were all happy to see her because there was a lot of patients. Mm-hmm. And Frank wasn't back yet. And Frank wasn't back yet, but she was clearly disturbed. Mm-hmm. And, um... We find out that what happened that made her distressed. Well, she was at a party, and the first half of their honeymoon was great. They were mm-hmm. having a wonderful time, but they went to a party... And she met an old, was it a colonel? No, no General, General Lyskoff. Oh, General. Lyle was a great host. And they spent the night talking and laughing and just having a wonderful time, and things changed from there. Yeah. But Donald, Margaret didn't see it because she's used to having these. Donald stopped <laughs> talking. He stopped smiling. He, he stopped, stopped everything. <laughs> everything is in. Everything. <laughs> Well, Margaret, don't you think that's it? She honestly didn't see it. Yeah. Donald felt that he was competing with your whole past. The male libido is a very fragile thing. Yeah. And then she felt bad for, oh, poor Donald. (laughs) It brings out the, you know, there really is this tough, scary Margaret, and there's a softer Margaret. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even think she can control it. No. Yeah. Well, and you, the. I mean, we all have that, but. The the best scene that exemplifies that though is in Dear Sigmund, where she's talking with Sydney, and I hear (laughs) somebody's really pretty low, and she came in to check up on him, and then all of a sudden. She's going off. That thing. (laughs) You would let a woman sit here with that thing out? What the athletic supporter? Major, you're a nurse. Will you put <laughs> your hat on it? <laughs> I'm a woman. Cover that thing. Yeah. 
you know, respect me. I think that, you know, yeah. you're not showing me respect. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's just... But that shows, like, she can be very caring, but she can also be very... Very... How do I want to say It's black and white, straight, cut, this, right. not that. Right. You know, certain lines of morality and um conduct are not crossed and <laughs> apparently an athletic, athletic supporter, supporter that falls into the you shouldn't do that line um but yeah you know that we see margaret and the other part of seeing her in this more vulnerable position is the fact that she talks about this to bj and hawkeye who oh, what she trusts yeah. It just takes a time for her to trust them. Yeah, and you start to see it in bits. Mm-hmm. And this this is getting well, and more like and they more. said, who else are you going to talk to? Yeah, because you know they always picked on her and Frank previously, and um, she needs friends, and this isn't something you can go to your nurses about. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. If for no other reason that they're lower rank, mm-hmm. you know, you can do certain things with those under you. But then there are other things where you cannot... Cannot let them see you vulnerable vulnerable in that way. Yeah. And so she she finally says, sure, you know, this won't leave the tent, will it? I promise. What about him? Him too, (laughs) BJ says. Um, But this is leading up to... um, that would be roughly season 12, or episode 12 and 13 of this season, where we get the famous, very famous, uh, Hawkeye and Margaret episode. And uh, you'll see that when we get to it, but that is a turning point for Hawkeye and Margaret's relationship. And this is building toward that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, well, the respect and the, yeah. you know... Margaret needs to talk getting to someone. closer. Right. Um, so that's one of the B-plots. And then the other, yeah, the Klinger, uh, talking with this supposed Captain Schaefer. Which I think is hilarious how it ends up. Oh, my goodness. What happens? Oh, jeez. I love it. It's, um... <laughs> where to start? So, <laughs> you know, there's this guy in a sling. And I think if you really look at this... You would realize this guy can't be a captain. Yeah, really, once you look at it. it, There's just some odd... Like, if he were a captain, you would be able to tell. But I don't think his... How he held himself was quite right. It felt like he was an officer, but not... Quite. Quite. Because (laughs) if he were a captain, he would be in charge of guys. And he was not acting like a CO in the episode. That's right. You know, that he would have been a commanding officer of, like... But they see so many people going in and out that that aren't with their companies, so Mm -hmm. they wouldn't, you know, maybe they got separated or something, you know, so there's a lot of... To me, it always felt off, and you watch this, and we end up finding out that Captain Schaefer is really Private Schaefer. And and he's not Well, (laughs) he's been at the same game that Klinger is of trying to get out uh, for two years. Except he has been arrested. Yeah. So he, he puts a little more into his because yeah. he becomes other people. So he spent four years in the slammer. Uh, he imitated a lot of things. 
um, including a chaplain, which I love Klinger, a chaplain. And you see Schaefer just kind of lean back and go, right now, somewhere in America, 25 couples are living in sin. And they don't even know it. <laughs> and he's just smirking about this. And, you know, so clearly Klinger's not getting out. MPs come in to take Schaefer away. And he looks at them and goes, you know, I was an MP once, too. too. <laughs> Hang in there, Klinger. Yeah, so. I think that guy should have gotten out way before Klinger. <laughs> yeah, Klinger's just wearing dresses. This guy... Is crossing the line, or yeah. two. Yeah. So that that was a good one. Yeah. I I think that really covers the episode, though. I just forgot about Margaret. That bothers me. I forgot about... Yeah, that... I. I'm so glad that she started talking, though, to BJ and Hawkeye, because mm-hmm. she makes a friend. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was one line that I liked hmm. when um, Colonel Potter said to Radar, and bring me back a Snickers bar. And Radar says, nuts. is that with nuts, sir? And he said, nope. He goes, okay, then you need a Milky Way. Yeah. <laughs> so Radar knows him so well that... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn partial. <laughs> What does the wiki page say? Anything else that we missed? or? Um, Lots of Mayan characters with large speaking parts were in the episode, but they somehow didn't merit named characters. These are depicted uh, below. So we see, let's see here, a couple of guys. Uh, Tom Stovel as the sergeant who doesn't want to go back to the front because he's sick of killing. He has several scenes and many lines, but somehow didn't merit a named character william flatley is the mp sergeant in soul who tells potter about frank's exploits and uh james lowe aka james carroll as winchester's driver when winchester is getting to the 477 uh he has a uh let's see here a corporal no i think he was a sergeant a corporal i think he was a corporal or a private driving him up to 477 and they come under mortar fire the soldier the driver gets Charles out of the jeep Charles asks when do they stop? when they hit something sir (laughs) I'd stay here if I was you the jeep blows up now we can go (laughs) Yeah. I'm heading back to HQ you have yourself good luck sir oh yeah he had to have AT AT alternate transportation and yeah. he held out his thumb yeah so he's like how do i get there at at <laughs> basically hitchhike so uh yeah charles end up ends up hiring a cart but one of charles's scenes that he's involved with i really like too it's with radar and um he's sitting there in the right in front of the swamp and goes what is that odor uh, north wind cesspool, east wind latrine. The wind south. is from the south. <laughs> oh, that's the mess tent. <laughs> that's our yummy food. Yeah. Another one was, uh, Radar comes into the colonel's office with the major to introduce him. And, uh, Radar says, can I get going, sir? They're having s- breaded spam cutlets for lunch, if you're lucky. And Charles asks... Pardon me, but do commissioned officers eat similar rations? Yep, we're all one big unhappy family here. There are no other options? Two. 
You can either eat at Rosie's Bar across the road or starve. I opt for option two. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So those are all other things that I had written down. Just a very full episode, but it's more or less to to introduce the new character. Yep. Uh, the, the one other thing that I really liked before we meet Charles at the beginning of the episode, Hawkeye and BJ are in the mess tent talking with Father Mulcahy. Father Mulcahy is mentioning, you know, I believe that there was something going on between oh, yes. Major Win or pardon me, Major Burns and Major Houlihan. And Hawkeye says, Father, they knew each other in the biblical sense. Old Testament and New yeah, Testament. Yeah, BJ leans in. <laughs> Both Testaments. <laughs> oh dear. And he's a married man. My worst fears are confirmed. <laughs> this was uh, not a secret. <laughs> no. Well, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that episode. It's an extra long one. Um, but a, a good one. Yeah. Uh, guest stars recurring cast. Recursed as... Uh, Captain Private Schaefer, Raymond Singer as Dr. Berman, the injured battalion aid surgeon. Robert Simmons as Colonel Horace Baldwin. We mentioned Tom Stovall as the sergeant. William Flatley as the MP sergeant. Uh, James Lowe as the driver. We also have Joseph Burns as the patient. Kamiko Hiroshige as the Korean woman who... Charles hires to, to clean, clean up Frank's old area. Done. <laughs> Finished. Finished. You haven't cleaned the corners. Finished. You haven't made the bed. Finished. <laughs> and he just hands her money to get rid of her. She bows. Uncredited appearances by Patricia Stevens, Kelly Nakahara, Gwen Farrell, Jennifer Davis, and Joanne Thompson. The nurses. The nurses. Yep. Uh, this was written by Jim Fritzel and Everett Greenbaum. The production code is Y101. The director was High Everback, and this originally aired September 20th, 1977. Oh, I forgot. This is actually in two parts on the wiki page. I don't know why, because on it's disc. It's a one hour episode. In, on disc, it's just one episode. It's listed as that. Um, yeah, same basic stuff. We already re really covered all that. Okay. Then how about... Not my favorite episode. <laughs> Fallen Idol. It's a little hard to watch. This was episode two, season six. Basic synopsis. Radar, it's retconned that he's still a virgin. And he has this feeling where his mom is going to laugh at him when he goes home because he didn't become a man, even though he clearly has. <laughs> Such as in the Army-Navy game. Uh, but what happens is Hawkeye encourages Radar to go now to Seoul, find a nice young lady who reminds you of your father and let nature take its course. Where BJ keeps... Saying no, just wait. Let nature take its course. Course. You yeah, know? which is BJ's character. Right. Um, but Radar goes. He gets caught in a mortar ambush. Gets a bunch of shrapnel in his chest, 
and Hawkeye starts beating himself up about it, that he encouraged Raider to go, and that Raider got hurt. And so after he operates on radar, he, you know, says in no uncertain terms, I'm doing this, back off. Um, after that, he goes to Rosie's bar, spends the whole night there, just bombing himself, gets two hours of sleep, wakes up, in OR, he has to go out and throw up, and the rest of the episode is about him and Radar having a couple arguments back and forth, and then making up, really, because Radar idolized Hawkeye, and he sees that Hawkeye is human, and it's hard for him, and it's hard for Hawkeye to be idolized, and all of that. Uh, specifics about this episode uh, reason Radar ends up in the swamp talking about this with the guys he's delivering mail, mail yeah. stops by mm-hmm. uh, I like how when he's going to Seoul he puts on his paratrooper scarf I do too <laughs> I'm going on vacation <laughs> every time he's gonna go out like with to a go woman on a date or... it's his paratrooper scarf I don't know if he thinks that just makes him look manly or sexy I, or... I don't know. It's, but, that's his grown-up scarf? I, yeah. I did notice that, though, yeah. also. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, there's radar in his scarf. That means he's getting some. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he went out with every intention. He did not come back with mm-hmm. the fulfillment. But, no. Um, um, yeah. it, it's interesting walking... Walking. Mm-hmm. I walked the episode. <laughs> I watched the episode. It was interesting watching Hawkeye yell at Radar and then just feel horrible about it. And actually, you know, what happened is Radar was angry at Hawkeye because, first of all, Hawkeye got totally bombed for feeling badly about telling Radar to go. So. Mm. Hawkeye's whole intent was all about radar. Then he got yeah. bombed and just to let it go. And he ended up having to do surgery. They woke him up. In fact, BJ said, let him sleep. Let him sleep it He's off. only had two hours He's to a- detox. But it was Charles. You know, Charles. Like, no, if I have to pull my weight, he has to pull his. So he ended up having to throw up during surgery. And when radar heard of this, he was so disappointed in Hawkeye. Mm. But... Hawkeye, like he said to Radar, I am not put on this earth to be your hero. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need this. And we do hear Radar refer to Hawkeye as a hero previously. Um, there's the episode. A couple times. Well, you yeah, watch him even. The, the one that comes to mind is when Hawkeye and Trapper are trying to go to Seoul. And there's a big deluge of patience, as there always is for them. And uh, Radar is tucking them in, and he's saying, you know, boy, the way you guys uh, can handle all that, you're just supermen in my book. Right. And then they're and passed out asleep from fatigue, or, but yeah. he calls them supermen. They're heroes in his mind, and this hero of his... Just had to walk out of surgery and throw up. Yeah, messed and, up big time. And granted, you know, it was a bad thing to do. I'm not saying it was okay, but... Colonel Potter yelled at him. I mean, but Margaret then, yelled at him. Then, then when he yelled at Radar, people I, love Radar. So. Yeah, well, Radar is such a lovable character and a really good 
guy, as we see when Radar leaves, he's the glue that holds the outfit together. I mean, he helps the patients. We see that with, um... A bunch of times. Yeah, you know, the patient that he saved and was bonding with. The patient who's... And the baby who, who's... Who wasn't his. Who wasn't his, but he wanted to adopt it. And, mm. uh, you know, thousands of times, but... You know, his respect for Hawkeye was also so strong. Mm -hmm. That when that when Hawkeye fell, it really affected Radar. And, you know, some people don't look at it as you just being sick, Hawkeye. Some people look at it as, you know, you letting them down. Hmm. How dare you? How dare you put that on my shoulders? I am here to pull... Boys out of a meat grinder. Not to... Make you feel good. To hell with you and... To hell with you and Iowa and I have a tay. Stop crying. And, yeah, I, I think it's so amazing. The effect that had on the staff and like you said at the time, I think. How do we know how much it affected the staff? Father Mulcahy is the first one... To come in and talk to Hawkeye. And by talk... Yell at. <laughs> he is sternly lecturing. And then Colonel Potter comes in screaming, but over Colonel Potter, Margaret comes in, and mm. Colonel Potter's like, I'm trying to yell at him. And she's like... And you're doing a great job. Keep going. <laughs> I didn't get a word in. <laughs> but both times, Hawkeye understands what he did. Right. He, he said right when he walked in, I can't even believe I did it myself. One minute I'm talking to Radar, the next, next minute, minute there's this crazy man yelling at him. And I couldn't stop myself. Yeah. But there's this, he goes back into post-op to try and apologize to Radar, who they have a chest tube in his chest. So you know it's bad. To allow drainage and to keep his lungs inflated. And what happens, he gets so mad at Hawkeye that he stands up with an IV tube in his arm, a chest tube coming out. And he's telling Hawkeye off. Don't make fun of Iowa. Word. You say anything bad about it again, you and me are going to have words. Mm -hmm. And then um, then he talks to Colonel Potter. Uh, Radar talks to Colonel Potter. And Potter says, you know, maybe this will help you be better friends. Be I don't see it. You know, now you're on more of a level playing field. Now you can kind of understand each other and who knows in a couple you know in a week when you're up and about you might bump into him you might start talking about the weather and i'll be right as rain and they do kind of bump into each other at rosie's bar and radar starts talking about the weather because that's what colonel potter said to, to do. do yes orders a great knee high mm -hmm. um hawkeye orders a beer yeah and then um they talk and they don't officially, they don't like verbally make up. But that's what Colonel Potter said would happen. You yeah. wouldn't need to verbally make up. You no. will just go on with your conversations and mm -hmm. life goes on. And that's what they did. And Hawkeye switched his beer for Radar's Grape Knee High. And that was that. And all was forgiven and they moved on. Right. Except for the post-commercial scene, which I loved. This is referenced when Radar leaves MASH. And what is it? It is oh, yeah. his citation. Oh, yes. He was Radar injured 
in a combat zone, so he earns the purple heart. So Hawkeye comes in. Radar, is it your birthday? <laughs> no. You got some jewelry. Yeah. I think the president up. I think the president must be sweet on you. Hey, that's a purple heart. I'm gonna give you something now that I just don't give anyone. And Hawkeye takes You're a little half kiss step. Me, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Hawkeye takes a little half step back and salutes Radar. Yep. And just knowing what you know and listening to the podcast, you know that's a very rare occurrence. Mm-hmm. Is even when Hawkeye does salute, he doesn't salute. He intentionally goofs it. Right. So, so this was a true... It was it was intentional. It was Hawkeye giving Radar something that nobody else got from Hawkeye. And lots of people get a lot of things from Hawkeye. Yeah, but a salute shows respect and honor. Yeah. I'm guessing some of the things that Hawkeye gives to some people stick around for a while. <laughs> and then go away. And then maybe come back. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um... I'm talking about STDs. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't. He's a smart <laughs> doctor. And he, he is. Uses protection. You would hope. It, but yeah. anyway, um, that's I think that's pretty much the episode. That is. It's it's a short and sweet one, especially after watching the other one. <laughs> yeah. So this normal length episode was... feels short by <laughs> comparison. It kept moving. It it wasn't very dense. There wasn't really a lot else going on. It was really about Hawkeye and Radar and that. And that, yeah. You know, I, I don't even know if there was really a B-plot to this. I, I... I don't think so. Just Hawkeye and... Yeah. And I Radar. See, I, don't, I don't even see any other, like... Yeah. Like I've heard or... What does it say in the wiki page? Anything? It mentions okay. the paratrooper scarf. Yeah, oh, it does? <laughs> he also okay. wears this on dates, as in springtime and for want of a boot. That's where Hawkeye oh. needs a new boot because there's a sh hole in his okay. shoe and he ends up wearing a golf bag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else? No, that's all I have. Okay. Guest stars recurring cast, we have Francis Fong as Rosie, Patricia Stevens as Nurse Baker, Robin Riker as Nurse Perry, and then Larry Gilman and Michael Talbot as two GIs who Radar talks to on his way to Seoul. The writer was Alan Alda. The yeah. director was Alan Alda, which makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does. The production code was Y104. The original air date was September 27, 1977. You know, that really does make a lot of sense to have Alan Alda as the writer-director. Not just because Hawkeye was really the main focus of the episode because you would do that if you're writing it i'm sorry you would i would yeah. at least but i think alan alda when he writes episodes i think he does some good character development right and he puts in maybe a little darkness which yeah. is what he did here there's definitely conflict. You no, know, it's not a happy ha go camper no, attitude. It, There's always something a little bit deeper mm -hmm. that you have to read into. And you can definitely tell exactly what the conflict is in this story and exactly when the moment of catharsis happens and everything smooths out again. Right. I like it. I like the Alan Alda episodes, but then again, I love Alan Alda as, as a humanitarian, a human and an actor so i <laughs> yeah 
there are very few episodes that are Hawkeye centric that I don't like just for that reason um I don't think there's anything else nope, for this that's all I have so um you know if you're enjoying this episode if you enjoyed hearing our ramblings and would like to catch the rest of our episodes or if you'd like to re-listen to them you can find them on our website, narclanink.com slash whiskey and mash, or if you just go to narclanink.com, N-E-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C dot com, go to the podcast section of the site, go to the whiskey and mash page, all the raw mp3s of all of our podcast episodes are up there, you can either stream them or download them from the website, otherwise if you do the podcast thing, you can go to iTunes or your favorite podcast application, search for whiskey and mash, Subscribe and get all the new episodes downloaded directly to your mobile device, whatever that might be. You can also find us on Stitcher Radio, search for Whiskey and Mash. And if you want to connect with us, if you want to tell us what we did right, what we did wrong, give us some suggestions about how to do the show, or if, indeed, any of the cast or crew from MASH are listening and you would like to give your two cents, either by mail or... Uh, relatively in person, we can certainly Skype with you and include that in an episode, uh, you can head over to narclanic.com slash whiskeyandmash. There are two links out there. One of them is an email link where you can email us, or you can also get to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash whiskeyandmash. Uh, leave us a message, write us a message, and if we get anything, uh, you know, that's arable, <laughs> we'll put <laughs> it on it air uh, you know if it's Love just a request or something really? yeah. and thank you if you are a fan of the show if you like us on Facebook if you've been following us let us know positive negative what you think Yeah. if you want to support us if you think that we're worth that right now all we really want is a bigger audience so the best thing you could do to support us would be to share this podcast with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, someone you know who you think would enjoy at least hearing us ramble every week yeah. about MASH. So, so with that, I'm Chris. I'm Gloria. We'll see you next week on Whiskey and MASH. Happy MASH week. <laughs> Woo! And that's Laura. <laughs> Come on in and say in hi. Time. Come and say hi. Come on and say hi. We're, in that, we're, in, the, we're at, uh, in that outro portion. Oh, I couldn't help myself. I heard you guys finishing up. I had to come and make noise. And here's Ryan. Hi, honey. She likes to talk. Say hi. Can you say hi? How can you climb up? There's no one here. You can't <laughs> see anyone. We're just recording. How do you know this, child? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the, the microphone. Beatles. Oh. Beatles on the glass? Oh. oh. Have a good week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.